Hello, this is Irliana Samsara, back with another edition of Star Sound Speaks. Star Sound Astrology. Hoi. Um, all right, so we're just... <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm here to tell you a funny story about Mercury Retrograde and um, <laughs> in, about to enter into Mercury Retrograde today in Pisces. And um, I'm, I, I swear to you, I mean, I, you got to take me on. <laughs> you got to accept this one. On faith. Because it's Mercury Pisces season, right? Accept it on faith. But seriously, I just was about to hit the button to start broadcasting, and the button hit itself. The button started recording. And I was just asking my guides, okay, I I usually line up with my, my guides and my spirit guides before I begin speaking, so... You know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm ready now. And they're, and they're of course, waiting around for me because I'm like this, you know, uh, fact freak, you know, about having to have everything perfect. And um, what I hear in their, you know, etherically was, speak, you know, just get get to it already, you know. So before I could just hit that button, it started recording. So that, okay, so not, you know, I won't talk about Mercury retrograde in Pisces. I'm showing you Mercury retrograde in Pisces, right? Crazy things happen. Um, you know, last night I was trying to watch a movie on iTunes, and of course, not surprisingly, it didn't work. It was like, wouldn't play right, and I had to call tech support, and I had to do it over, and you know, so just for those of you not familiar with Mercury retrograde, it's when mechanical things get kaflui and the internet and, and all of these things, uh, machinery breaks down and, and such. So we have to be very patient. But I, the fact that it's in Pisces, which rules, of course, cosmic dimensions, other dimensions, um, it, it's, um, it can be particularly interesting, as that little episode just showed me. But um, I have to say, I, uh, the, the quip I was going to start with before my uh, recording magically began was um, I was at the dentist the other day. My tooth cracked on um, about a week ago. So I immediately, I was already scheduled to go to the dentist and um, I went down there. I had it, thank goodness, I didn't need to have it pulled or a root canal. It was just a, um, a crown. I did have to get a crown. Um, but um, but it was funny because um, I have a great um, dentist, by the way. And um, during the um, during the, the process, uh, he said the process was a little longer than than normal. Now, obviously, in an ideal world, I would schedule any kind of dental work when Mercury was not in any kind of shadow. Period. But you know, when your tooth cracks, you got to take care of it, right? Well, um, it turns out they had to take three casts of the tooth before the, the one that really was the most perfect uh, rendition. So not a surprise, you know, just keep going with the flow. Three casts, that's typical Mercury retrograde, do it over. Um, and what, but on a, on a funnier note, um, they, um, at one point he said to me, you know how when they, they do, uh, they drill or they put uh, filling in and then it might be like your teeth have to match it, right? So your jaw can rest where the teeth, you know, fit perfectly. And they have you put that, they put that little piece of film over your tooth and they tell you to tap on it and then it makes a mark to see where it's not meeting, you know, and then they grind it down a little more with a drill. You know how that goes. 
anyway, they, they were, you know, he did a couple of times. And then, um, and I said, well, gee, it, it still feels like it's kind of, you know, not quite fitting. And he, and he said to me, oh, that must be, uh, the, the anesthesia must be playing tricks on you. Uh, because apparently it was fitting, and and it turned out fine. It, it was fitting after all. But I just had to chuckle because you know when you think about it, astrology is everywhere. So when he said that, of course in my head I'm going, yeah, Mercury retrograde in Pisces, like you know Mercury's the trickster, and and Pisces rules anesthesia, and drugs, and and you know so um, I just had there it was right right there. Um, one other shout out about dentistry or planning, planning in general. Um, you know, he said to me, this was actually supposed to be just the, the, uh, the appointment I had was originally scheduled just to be a, a, a checkup, you know, a twice a year checkup. And it turned out, of course, you know, with the tooth crack, they did both the checkup and the crown work. And in the course of that, they discovered, oh, wow, you have a cavity between these two teeth as well. So do you want to fill it now or do you want to do it, you know, next week or whatever? Well, here's where astrology gets very practically, very practical and very useful. I know immediately in my head, I'm going, next week, Mercury retrograde, no way I'm going to come get, you know, if you can help it, don't get surgery during Mercury retrograde. It's not a, a, the auspicious an auspicious time for that. So I, um, I tuned in, you know, intuitively and I was feeling, no, do it today. I'm here, you know, go for it. And I didn't want to wait because, you know, if I waited till Mercury was at a retrograde, then it would be like uh, completely out of be early April. So that's a long time to wait. And, you know, goodness, that cavity could grow or get worse. So I, I took care of it. But see, again, it's just great to have the astrology knowing these things and then being able to plan powerfully. If I did do it the following week, it might have to be redone or what have you. So so there. So anyway, I just had to, to mention that. It's, uh, it's funny to, with all these Mercury retrograde stories. By the way, my dear friend Holly, who Holly G from the golf industry, um, she and I, if you had listened to the podcast over the summer, we had gone to Washington, D.C., and we shared our experiences. Well, I'm going to embarrass her by saying, Holly, you must come back on, on the show again, because um, there's a really some really cool Mercury retrograde stories uh, to share. And um, I think um, it would really benefit all of us uh, on a very inspirational level, because Pisces is about inspiration. And, uh, you know, and, and, all, and certainly, as, as I've shared in previous podcasts, it's great for music and inspiration and music and song and dance and, uh, you know, performance and writing and poetry and all of those beautiful arts. You know, this is a, this is a great time to revisit uh, if you have something that maybe you've always wanted to be a writer and you never gave yourself that time or kind of shove that little idea about yourself on a shelf. Well, this is a great time to to re revisit that, whether it's writing or art or anything that inspires you. So, um and it's also, you know, with Mercury, uh, I mean, sorry, in um 
with, with Pisces rules, um, you know, deception, the shadow side, when Pisces energy is not correctly, um, you know, worked with and channeled, um, then it can be, um, when it gets distorted, when that energy gets distorted, um, then we see deception, fraud, criminal activity, you know, so um, in this time period, somebody from your past may show up, but it might be somebody who you thought was someone and they really are someone else, you know, not presenting themselves in the way in which or someone in your life now, you know, who you see another side to and they're not the person you thought they were. So those are all kind of hallmarks, things to look out for uh, over, especially over these next few weeks, three weeks. So, um, just wanted to put that word out. And on that note, speaking of deception, I just thought it was really interesting that this, um, I think you probably heard in the news about Sarah Lawrence College, uh, a very prestigious, you know, kind of Harvard, you know, Seven Sisters College. Um, they, um, last week, there was this big story that came out that this, this man is, uh, was, um, his name was Larry Ray, and he had abused, sexually abused and trafficked students at Sarah Lawrence College like 10 years ago. And um, they were charges. There was a story in New York Magazine that uh, was published last spring, interestingly enough, when Saturn and Pluto were, com- were pretty close for the first time getting close to each other. They backed up over the summer in retrograde, and then they came back together, you know, in, in January for the epic conjunction. But they first got within, you know, striking distance in around April, and that's when that story was published. And of course, Pluto and Saturn, you know, the, the corruption of amongst the high and mighty, you know, the very elite Capricorn, right, ruling people at the top. And uh, anyway, and Saturn is very karmic. So uh, that was published then. And then now there's this, um, there was an, uh, he was arrested. The, the man was arrested um, last week, which I find is interesting. The day he was arrested, Mars was in, it was in the sign of Sag, Sagittarius. And it was exactly conjunct, a very interesting point in, in our galaxy. It's the 26 degrees of Sagittarius is the... It's called the galactic center. And that's basically the point at which we, you know, it's like the keyhole that go, where we go into the Milky Way. It's the heart of the Milky Way galaxy. And in astrology, that sometimes uh, people refer to that as the whistleblower point. Well, Sag rules the truth, right? And the courts and such. So, um, you know, yes, yes, I know, I know. I have a I have a, a an attorney here a fur lined a, a fur a, a four footed attorney sitting on my lap next to me broadcasting with me okay we we can't give you any royalties I'm sorry okay I, I, thank you okay okay who owns who owns this place I know you do anyway okay back <laughs> back to the broadcast um, yeah so m- m- the day that he was. Um, you know, arrested was, wow, you know, marched, um, when Mars was hitting that missile, which is the planet of action, was aligned with the whistleblower point. And Mars is also physicality, sexuality. So, of course, you know, with this, in that part of that um, storyline, I find it very interesting that um, all of that was coming together. 
And um, I will say also, I kind of, I, I, I took a peek at Sarah Lawrence's uh, website and I found the date of their, their charter when they began in 1926. And I'm going to tell you right now, they are being hammered by these eclipses, as all these educational elite institutions are. Um, Jupiter and uh, rules higher education and colleges and universities. So it's in the sign of Capricorn most of this year. Um, until the very end of, um, of the year, it'll go into Aquarius. But that sign, in the sign of Capricorn, it's really bringing up the truth about people at the top. And with Saturn and Pluto already there, uncur- uncovering an enormous amount of, um, you know, corruption um, at the very, very high levels. And shocking, too. I mean, look, it, it could bring these institutions down. That's how big this is. This is not just some scandal that happens and moves on. This is this is definitely bringing the downfall of many big institutions. And I have to say, looking at Sarah Lawrence's chart, I don't know if you're an alumni or you know people that go there, but I'm telling you, they're getting hammered. And they will. For the next two years, this is not going to be an easy walk. It's not just that they're facing the, the Jupiter law, you know, Capricorn, the, all the karmic implications of of everything, but um, the eclipses, as I have mentioned in other podcasts, the eclipses are starting in May, will start moving into Gemini and Sag. And um, so for the next two years, all the eclipses, solar and lunar, will be in Gemini and Sag. Well, Sag, again, rules higher education. So when the eclipses happen in these signs, they're going to be pointing to things that have been concealed and then to be revealed and breakthroughs to happen you know, really profound change to occur. So anyway, um, so like I said, they're, they're just, this is just the beginning of a very, uh, probably a very intense, painful process for the people in, in that particular college. Um, but really, uh, we're looking at all of higher education. I mean, you know, the, the whole Lori Lachlan scandal, Felicity Huffman, Lori Lachlan, Lori Lachlan and her husband, um, was it Massimo Giannulli, um, with their daughters, was it Olivia and Jade, the kids that were at U- USC and they, they faked their way in the admission and the rowing team, you know, all that scandalous stuff. Well, um, you know, this is again affecting them and uh, they'll, this is, you know, by no means over. Um, I will say one other thing in looking, uh, considering the, um, that whole movement about <laughs> Cancer, Capricorn and Karma, um, something to be aware of starting today for the next six weeks, um, Mars, the planet Mars, again, the planet rules action and aggression and forward movement. Uh, on a high note, it's blazing new paths. Um, that Mars is going to be activating every eclipse because it's now in the sign of Capricorn and the eclipses for the last two years have been in the sign of Cancer and Capricorn. Mars is going to activate all of those eclipses. So that's a lot of opening for the next six weeks. Boom, 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 boom. You're going to be seeing things where it's time to move forward. Where if you have been, if you are a Cancer or a Capricorn, or especially Cancer Cap or have planets, maybe it's not your sun sign, but it might be your moon or other planets. If you have Cancer and Cap planets, definitely the next six weeks are really going to be highlighted for you. If you have planets in Aries or Libra, those are planets that square 
Cancer and Capricorn. And this will also be a, a time of reckoning. So just to kind of give you that heads up, um, February 22nd, which is about a little bit, a little over a week from today, um, is going to be interesting because Mars will activate the eclipse that happened on Christmas Day, 24 degrees of Capricorn. That is, um, there was a solar eclipse, not Christmas Day, sorry, the day after Christmas, only a few hours later than <laughs> in the eastern time zone of the U.S., it was uh, right after midnight, so it was technically December 26th. But that eclipse, Mars is going to activate that eclipse. And it's also going to making a trine, which is a very favorable, easy-flowing energy with the planet Uranus. Well, Uranus is the planet of shock and change and sudden movement, uh, things we don't see coming, kind of like comes and goes, you know, here and then gone. Uh, can really, it's certainly meant to liberate us, but it can be very uncomfortable, right? Kind of shakes us up. So that Mars will be in a trine to Uranus on that day. So, um, and again, you know, and it's not necessarily that particular day, but it could be in the few days leading up to uh, February 22nd, you know, basically this this week, we'll be seeing, um, you know, a lot of of, uh, movement there, a lot of instigation. Uh, so again, um, just to kind of give you that, that little heads up about, about that. And, and when you think about it too, think of all the things that happened in the last two years with the Cancer Capricorn eclipses. What have been the biggest news stories? We'll see more of that. We'll see action being taken. We'll see movement on that, or at least attempts to. Um, but and when I think, I know the very first subject that emerged when when we had the um, the nodes went into Cancer, the North Node into Cancer, was the the border wall with Mexico. That's when it was first started to to get built, and that was in July of 28 June July 2018. So right as it was moving into that the first uh, set of eclipses. So the um, the Mexican border wall, of course, a year later, it was last summer, last July, when the, those eclipses came along. It was the um, the whole Jeffrey Epstein scandal, Prince Andrew, you know, the, that that whole thing, that all erupted. So um, those two things, and of course the impeachment, right, impeachment trial and Trump's, you know, things in office and, and all of that that's been going on. Um, these are going to be back in the news, uh, and very, very strongly so. And so that's going to be interesting. We have certainly not seen the 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 um, the end of of any of that with um, with the Mars activating February 26th to March 29th. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. March. Um, March 23rd is going to be pretty interesting, and I'll talk more about that later, but Saturn is going to be finally uh, around the spring equinox. Um, it's going to go into um, zero degrees of Aquarius. So, And that happens to be where, speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, that's where Jeffrey Epstein's son is. His son, i.e. his birthday, had zero degrees of Aquarius. So Saturn, the planet of karma and destiny and fate, the lords of karma, the long arm of the law, that is going to hit that point. So even if somebody's dead, that um, can also activate things related to that person. So for sure, 
we have seen a lot of that in the news, Prince Andrew and such. Um, there's another um, man who was a sexual predator who was very similar to Jeffrey Epstein. Doesn't say that he knew them, but he probably did. It's some New York fashion designer, uh, Peter Nygaard. I don't know, um, but he apparently was recruiting models and and also rape and sexual assault and uh, same same kind of pattern, right? Wealthy New Yorker has this home in the Bahamas, brought people down there, had a lot of elite. And guess who he was friends with? Prince Andrew. So this is not boating wealth for the monarchy by any means. Um, March 29th is going to be, and, and a few days leading up to March 29th, is uh, hold on to your hats because... Um, Jupiter and Pluto, Jupiter, the law, right? Justice, Pluto, corruption, um, things falling apart and being reborn. Jupiter and Pluto are going to be exactly conjunct. They're going to move into a conjunction. They're going to line up hand in hand to the exact degree at the end of March into early April. And that is going to, um, and Venus on, on around the 29th of March, Venus is going to be, in a very positive aspect to to Jupiter and Pluto. So Venus rules, well, look, you know, women and, um, you know, on the shadow side is, you know, that whole, you could say debauchery. Um, Venus is in Taurus, will be in Taurus, and it will be aligned with this very, really intense, crazy, bad, scary, uh, fixed star called Algol, which was in Greek mythology, the head of the Medusa, the snake-filled head, and that's going to line up exactly at that point. So that's quite a very potent um, combination. So you could be seeing heads rolling, you know, especially around people at the top. It could also be the monarchy, because Queen Elizabeth has her rising sign is like 21 degrees of Capricorn. So this is 24 degrees. See how close it is. It's only a few degrees apart. So there could be something about her personally and or the monarchy that could uh, really, you know, again, another big, uh, you know, shocking um, coming together, of, you know, where fate and destiny and karma kind of all meet. You know, it's definitely an unprecedented territory. Um, so anyway, just wanted to share. And again, that is... That's where we had that uh, eclipse, you know, the eclipse in uh, the Christmas eclipse. So, um, sorry, no, not Christmas. Let me repeat. It was the July of 2019, um, which is, again, that's when the headlines back then was all about Epstein and jail and such and Prince Andrew's connection. And so this may, again, be revisited around that time. So there's definitely a lot of... um, a lot going on where it's shaking up our perceptions of what we know our society to be, you know, so I want to, I want to take this for a moment into the, into our personal realm where we're creating and transforming our own selves against this outrageous backdrop, which is 2020, um, ourselves of what, you know, how do we, what, what is, you know, what does Prince Andrew have to do with us, right? You know, it's like, what I don't care. It sells a lot of tabloid newspapers and headlines and clickbait and all that. Yeah. And we can look at that for clues. Like, where are these deep traits that need to be addressed? Toxic family patterns. That's a huge one. 
And this is this is our hugely important chance to clean up things that go back way beyond our lifetimes. We're talking like 800 years ago. This there are cycles within cycles. There's 20-year cycles, there's 200-year cycles, there's 800-year cycles. They're all congealing at this point. So, wow, you know, we get to rewrite deep levels of toxicity that have existed in our society for hundreds and hundreds of years. So as we heal and transform and route out and really examine these, um, these deeply embedded unconscious traits, then we get to, that DNA gets healed going all the way back. So if if things look scary on the outside, it's because it's, it's transformation. The universe is calling us to transform. Uh, I know in the, in the Kabbalah, they, they've said that, you know, when something, the light, and they talk about the light and the dark, and the dark is light waiting to be revealed. So it's not for us to be ashamed or afraid of it. It's just to say, okay, great, here it is. Let's dig in and let's transform this. Let's bring some light to these situations. So, wow, we've definitely got a full plate this year doing that. Um, we'll be talking more about these subjects, but just wanted to empower everybody as, as best as I can and giving us some, um, hopefully, some inspiration to deal with it. And, you know, like I said earlier about Mer- Mercury being in retrograde the next three weeks, um, you know, it's a great time to delve in and, and see these and examine via meditation or dreams or maybe poetry or automatic writing, you know, some mystical practices to really uncover some parts of ourselves, our shadow. And so it's, and, and perhaps art, great art and inspiration can come from that. So yay, yay for art, yay for inspiration. Um, I will also say that if somebody comes to you that claims to be channeling Cleopatra, you may want to uh, think twice because this is, after all, Mercury and Pisces, and you don't know what the heck is out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, as we've spoken about this before, you know, energy vampires, beware of that. People trying to suck your energy, or people in the past who've tried to do that, um, who've been energy vampires, you know, they may come back because, that, after all, that's what retrograde does. Um, the also to one more thing about Mercury, um, and I've said this before, you know, in podcasts last year, but I'll just bring it up again. Um, Quicksilver. Mercury is known to the chemist as Quicksilver and it's mutable, right? It's liquid. Think of that the liquid thermo. If you poured, broke out a thermometer and you poured the mercury on the paper, it would be a blob, right? It's liquid and it's also poisonous. Right? It's highly toxic. Well, that's mercury in its unrefined state. It's highly toxic. So, translation, gossip, endless mind chatter, this kind of thing, right? And too much rational thinking, logical thinking, that can be very toxic. Um, but the great yogis who have siddhas abilities, which are supernatural, uh, very highly evolved masters with outrageous mastery of the physical realm and able to work energies, they can refine siddhas with their siddhas. They can refine mercury. So there's this man named Yogi Raj Gurunath Siddhanath in India, and he created a mercury shivaling, which is this giant... Um, I don't know how tall, maybe several feet high, pure mercury, like a, 
uh, I want I don't want to say it's a statue, but a lingam is just this monolithic mass of either stone or in this case mercury um, that he's refined over months. He energetically he worked with it with his hands. All right, this is definitely in the realm of do not do this at home. <laughs> so he he worked with this with his prayers and intentions and. Ayurvedically, when you refine mercury like that, mercury can be refined, right? What we didn't know. And when it does, it becomes healing. So Ayurvedically, mercury becomes a healing agent, but only when it's purified. So this, when we have a mercury retrograde, as we have now, and we'll have two more later in the year, around June and then the end of the year, um, this is where we get to examine our thoughts and where are they pure? You know, with Mercury retrograde in Pisces, it's like, wow, where, where do we have any shame? Do we have any resentment, any guilt or fear or shame? Anything about abuse, perhaps? So these are all uh, conversations that could come up and they're certainly inviting us to be purified. So we can choose to visit them and really just see them for what they are. And just in the awareness alone can come new openings. So just wanted to leave you with that. In the meantime, I want you to have fun with this Mercury retrograde because after all, I call it the Mercury retrograde entertainment hour for a reason. <laughs> we must not let anything get us down. Uh, certainly not Mercury. Mercury is a trickster. He was like, okay, I messed up your, you know, iTunes movie last night, but come on, you know, keep breathing, have fun, have fun with it. Don't take anything too seriously, but just observe. So um, anyway, that's all for now. Um, we'll definitely be back very soon with another episode. And I thank you for listening. Thank you also for all your kind words. Um, it's really sweet hearing from you all. And I get those emails and such. And and it's, um, it's really great. So thank you. And certainly um, keep your ideas coming in and feedback. We love to hear from you. And uh, anyway, until next time, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. See you next time.